0: Good afternoon and welcome to RCR Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle dawes And I always say this, and it's true. I'm always excited to be here today. Um, pardon my voice, because I was out last night. <laughs> I was out and I was going, whoo, last night. So, so please, yeah, I had a good time. I had to get right. I had to um, have fun last night because this topic today is pretty heavy. Yes. Um, it's a heavy one. And even though we are beautiful and we're smart smiling and we're dressed up and we're nice the conversation today is going to get dark at times it's going to be heavy so I was like let me get my life last night <laughs> in order to prepare for what we're going to do today yeah I got to get know. the good energy yeah. because I, I may have I may shed a tear or two because um, the, the, the sharing of the information is going to be heavy but anyway uh, for the new people that are listening and watching hi um, real chicks rock is all about empowerment of women uh, we do it through various different ways through our uh, community service through our our apparel through the arts and through public speaking and mentoring. Um, I know this lady, um, and so I'm going to try not to be so biased in my conversation (laughs) with her today. And and the very first time that I met her, I fell in love with her um, because of her spirit and everything that she is about. So today's conversation is a world into domestic violence. Ooh, that's heavy just by itself. Um, Every time I say that word... I discovered that more people have been subjected to some form of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is they don't even realize that they are. Exactly. They don't even put it in the mindset that this is a a violent or volatile situation. They just maybe just deal with it however they see fit. And so I think it's just very um it's, it's good to have these conversations um, that people can understand and identify what it looks like, what it feels like, and what are their rights and, and the tools to get out of that. So my guest today is Monica Thornton, founder and president and in, in, in just everything for Powerful Beginnings. Hi, Monica. Hello, hello. Michelle. Thank you for having me. I mean, we're smiling and stuff but because um, I know your powerful story and I think that the, the, what you named your organization, your foundation is is right on point, um, but i don 't want to hog what I know. I want to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about who you are tell Tell the people a little bit about who you are today
1: well. My name is Monica Thornton. Mm-hmm. I am the founder and CEO of Powerful Beginnings Incorporated of Columbus, Georgia. Now we're expanding into Atlanta, Yay. which is amazing. amazing. <laughs> but, um, we are a non-profit organization, 501c3, mm-hmm. that is basically a force or a program that helps women with the transitional services that are needed during the time of their journey when they have left uh, domestic violence okay. abusive relationship, right. whether in emotional or whatnot. Okay. Whatever phase they're in, once they made a decision to leave, we help with those transitional services. Um, the transitional services are services that allow them to rebuild right. and stand on their own two feet independently from their aggressor mm-hmm. or independently from the life that has made them you know, reach that point. Right. Okay. So we assist with things that will help them get jobs, such mm. as resume mm-hmm. interviewing skills. Mm-hmm. Those are necessities that you need nowadays mm-hmm. and for them to basically heal, and yeah, rehabilitate themselves, these things are needed to help in their journey to become better. Right. Um with the jobs we help with etiquette classes. We help with donations for interviews clothing. Mm-hmm. We know that takes money, we know that takes time to mm-hmm. go out and look for those. We try to alleviate that part of the process yeah. for you. Yeah. So we help we have someone, we have volunteers, we have people who want to assist our organization. So if they need interviewing clothes and they need to look for that interview, mm-hmm. we'll help with that as well. Awesome. You you also do housing too? We help with well right at the moment we help with referral referrals okay. to getting housing. Most um, victims or sh- survivors come from a shelter. Mm-hmm. So once they did their stint or their time, 90 days or what have you, at a shelter, they need to get out of the shelter because right. we don't want them to become dependent on that. Okay. Now it's time to rebuild. Now it's time to become a better person. So we help with the referrals to different um, income-based housing. Mm-hmm. We work um, within community partnerships yes. with them to either get them on the list or get them at to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of the um, program so they can get housing as fast as we need them to get on them because it because we can't allow them to continue to stay in the same situation. Gotcha. It's a growth, it's a process. Gotcha.
0: Okay. One last question about powerful beginnings, and we're going to come back to it some more. Yes. How long has it been in existence?
1: Over two and a half years. Now. Okay. Yes. you've been
0: doing a lot of great things. We're going to talk about that. Thank you. Share with us if you can and what you will. You are a survivor, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your story
1: um a little bit about my story um it goes back to about 2006 mm-hmm. i actually lived here in atlanta that's at that right time. yes right um and at the time um i was new to the area and i wanted to you know kind of get out and meet people mm-hmm. or network, or whatnot mm-hmm. so i met um, a gentleman here yes. and we started dating um, at the time we started dating it was you know all relationships start start out awesome nice and and beautiful yes exactly yes cute yes so about a year and that was about a year you know growth and happiness and you know everything i thought was great right um after that about the second year things became violent and i'm not sure if it was because of drugs or just because of um issues in the past but anywho um it became abusive first it was physical off the bat and then it became physical and emotional okay and verbal okay so that was um just some things that I went through that. I stayed in for about four years. Wow! So four years was me making myself think it was me, or either making myself believe that you know somebody could be fixed. Right. Um, and that's a lot of the problem because once it's you, the physical things were okay, yeah, it heals. Okay. But um, along the lines, the mental and emotional.
0: Okay. Give me, give me an excerpt of what emotional would be like. What kind of an example? What kind of game or what would he say or? Okay.
1: So for me. When you are with someone, mm-hmm. you confide in them your insecurities. I got you. So you confide in them your insecurities, you want them to not use them against you. I got you. So um, the mental and emotional okay. portion of it was that, using okay. my insecurities against me. I, at the time, was very conscious of my skin complexion okay. and, and who I was and my size. Okay. So it was, oh, you know, you're ugly or, mm. you know, you your skin too dark or, you know, mm. you got all these scars on your skin. I got you. So that was a ploy for me to believe that nobody else would Would want you. Would want me. Mm. Okay. So that um, was the biggest portion of it. Gotcha. Making sure that I knew, you know, I'm I'm not saying that that was something he believed, Mm -hmm. but just saying that, you know, it was your significant other knows how to touch those buttons. Get those buttons. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So it became that. And those scars, you know, last longer than the Mm. physical because now you have to come back confidence issues you have to come back um, now believing that you're ugly or trying to work against right, believing that right and that's the biggest portion of it making sure that you understand that you're not what they say you are right right even if they don't believe it and they know that what's hindering you, mm. but you have to make sure that you work past that. Okay.
0: Yeah. And the thing about, um, for you, again, because I feel like I know you a little. Yeah. Um, you, Your family was with you. I mean, you came from a very loving family. Yeah. So it's not like you had some issues prior to, you know what I mean? You were okay. Correct. You were Correct. good. You yeah. know, loving family in Columbus, Georgia, everybody mm-hmm. loving on each other. Your sister, hi sis. Everybody's mm-hmm. loving each yeah. other. And so, again, it was an opportunity opportunity to be in this relationship it looked really great mm-hmm. and it felt really great in the beginning and then it turned okay. all right so we're in this for about 4 years the about abuse is years. about 4 years correct okay do we have children no children okay all right so you're going through this and then what happened what was your turning point
1: um my turning point was an incident that happened where i was hungover a balcony okay by one
0: leg all right i want you to say that again so i I know you said it before say it real slow so the breaking point for you was when your partner Mm -hmm. the guy that you loved and he claimed to love you Mm -hmm. had you was it by your ankles by my ankles holding over a balcony a balcony Mm -hmm. on the complex Mm -hmm. wanting and, and what is he is he saying something like you gonna listen to me or what
1: am very honest with you I don't remember I hear that okay <laughs> because you know you don't want to continue to rehash but at the time I all, I, all I really could think about was Lord forgive me for my sins yeah I'm coming to see you. I know that's right okay yes. So All right. I really wasn't caring what was said. Okay. So we're out. So
0: mm-hmm. we get out of that. However we get out of that situation, we're out. So what happens? Do you stay in Atlanta or where do you, what do you do?
1: Well, at the time I had moved to Columbus and he had moved as well. Okay. Because the of the relationship. Okay. So at that time I moved. Okay. Yeah. All right. I moved and it was just time to let go. All
0: right. So you let go. So you're back home with your family, getting the support that you yes. need. You re, you're You getting your life back together Mm -hmm. right what happened or what sparked in your mind to say you know what um i need to try to help somebody else in this regard how did powerful beginnings get its flight
1: well once i started uh, well moved back in with my grandmother and had to start rebuilding rebuilding from basically ground zero i had realized that i had Pushed everybody away. Okay. So it was really just me, mm-hmm. and it was me having to now show them that I was done. Mm-hmm. And that's the process within itself. Okay. So um, I started basically um, working with. I started networking, sorry, right, right. going to different networking events, just wanting to meet women in the city again, and okay. just kind of put myself out there for whatever I felt I needed at the time, because at the time, I was now trying to find Monica right, and trying to see who I wanted to be, and see what I wanted to do to make myself feel confident again, right. so... I knew I went to a networking event in Columbus um, and at the time I asked one of the young ladies I said hey I need a mentor Um, I just want to be able to help women with that's been through domestic violence that's all I knew Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was gonna help them Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was gonna do you know for them Mm -hmm. but I just knew I wanted to help them and Mm -hmm. I said um, she said yeah I can you know help you um you know like we can talk about it and kind of go with with it so Powerful Beginnings um, was an idea at that point okay and from there I just started researching nonprofit Profits and mm-hmm. what I needed to do to do the you know the legwork mm-hmm. to get it started. Yeah, um, and from there I started doing that. I didn't have a name because I just did not want to just put a name out there that didn't wasn't bold, wasn't gonna make a sen- you know a statement, and right. also that the our mission and vision could be conveyed. Right, me. right. So I decided to. Um, kind of take a trip. I want to see my dad. Okay. And from there, I was in his kitchen. I remember exactly. I was asking God, I said, Lord, I want to do more with this, but what do you have? What's the name? Like, we don't have a name. We mm-hmm. don't have a, we don't know what we're going to do. So I started um, researching words that were dynamic. Okay. I, I put in dynamic and it was powerful. hmm Okay. Powerful. And I was just from there, powerful beginnings. beginnings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because when you are, made a decision to or have made a decision to leave a domestic violence situation or relationship an abusive relationship you are starting from most of the time mm-hmm. round zero mm-hmm. um, I met women who have had a whole business a whole entrepreneurship a whole right. store whatever the case may be and had to leave it yes to stay safe yes. to stay alive yes so,
0: it's big it's big it's huge mm-hmm. give me some stats how many times will a person have to leave or say they're going to leave before they actually do it? Is it a number of times?
1: You know what? I was told, and actually a few months ago, I mm-hmm. did some research, just looking at different stats, just to kind of keep abreast right. of what's going on. But it was three out of five. Mm-hmm. And three out of five women always leave because they feel as if they can change that person. Okay. Because most of the time you've been with that person for years before it happens, before the first sign of abuse um, shows its Right. End. So usually it's three out of five. And also, how many times... That, that goes without saying. Okay. Because each person is different. It's different. But, but it does take a while. It, is
0: it an average of like maybe six or seven times that they may go and come back, go and come back? Or, or no, not really.
1: Not really. It could be 10. It could, it could be 10. Be 15, yeah. It, it, it just depends, depends on the, on the situation. situation. Incredible. And that also depends on their financial st- right. Um, situation. Right. And, you know, if they have a support system. Mm-hmm. If the support system is not there once you made, you... Your mental changes, right? Because you don't feel like you have that nobody to count on.
0: For so many years, we typically think that um, domestic violence is just for women. I know you're a huge advocate to promote the message of women and men, mm-hmm. right? You give opportunities for both. Right. Have you been able to work with men? Have men come to you or just talk to you or anything like that? Or it's still?
1: Um, I've actually haven't had any clients that are men that have the physical portion gotcha but the emotional and mental is a big portion for males mm-hmm. um because us women we we just can't be the man as far as <laughs> if the physical is concerned now there is their bodybuilding is different
0: <laughs>
1: can't beat them no can't beat, can't them, beat them our words ch- hurt. we try yes our words hurt just as much as our hands right and for women we fight with our mouths
0: all the time all the
1: time so for women you know and for men that aspect is you're belittling me you're making me feel less than a man and if a man feels less than a man then you know that that's huge for them that's an ego thing for them yes 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 so our biggest thing is that we leave with our minds, mouths and when we're supposed to be supportive and use it for uplifting and we're always empowering other women you can't you know degrade your man right and the emotional portion is there huge for them right so, right because we've assisted men that have had the emotional portion also um we we like to incorporate a man here or there to kind of speak to that mm-hmm. because they go through it too yeah and they it's do. something that's just not addressed in different mm-hmm. you know cultures
0: yeah typically most guys don't even know that they're going through it Some Exactly. Of them. they don't exactly. they just feel like oh my woman is crazy okay mm-hmm. she's expressing herself correct you know she hits on me or whatever whatever I just I ignore it that exactly. kind of thing but then it does get a little bit more physical. it gets a little bit more intense sometimes when there 's children involved, it gets even worse yes. um, Children are tend to be used as a pawn in in that regard, especially when then when you 're going through divorce and all of that other kind of stuff, right. it gets really. Sticky and ugly I know Powerful Beginnings is Is not just about women and men I know you have a heart for talking to teens As well right So tell me a little bit about that The work that you're doing with them
1: We um, partner in the month of January and February Because Mm -hmm. February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month Okay Nationally right. So we try to bring awareness as much as possible To different teenagers um, Because um, statistically Teenage Teen dating violence starts Mm. at the age of 14 Mm and actually 14 through 16 okay and that's when they are showing signs of what they've experienced in the household or what they're seeing around them at all times okay so, our, the work we do with teens is we bring awareness during February. Mm-hmm. We do our um, school tour yeah. where we go to different schools in the community, and um, if the teachers or principal allow, we give different um, giveaways and we just bring awareness to teen dating violence. Mm-hmm. We give role plays. We do sh- we do um, a, you know a presentation of different ways to combat it and the signs right. because what teenagers don't understand is the signs mm. and that's big because we have to that's where the awareness piece comes in just as long as they know the signs yeah they can look out and then go the other way okay or they can you know let somebody know what they're going through to make it better before it gets worse mm-hmm. um so we bring awareness through um just knowing the signs okay and if they know the signs and they and actually we do presentations that are kind to of relevant to what they're going through mm-hmm. so we do let's say for example you have a your girlfriend has a boyfriend, a male friend, right. or your boyfriend has a, um, a you know female friend. Mm-hmm. We give those type of re, you know realistic thoughts and we right. see what they're saying. Most of them they're like, no, they can't have right. someone of the opposite sex. sex. That's my friend, but why not? Mm-hmm. You're not married to this person, and mm-hmm. you don't own this person. Right? So we have to, that's a sign of control, control. or abuse. Okay. So okay. we bring, and they're like, "Oh my God, I didn't mm-hmm. know that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that helps with bringing that awareness piece, and then they take that on to their friends.
0: Give me another sign for the teens, because there might be some teenagers that are listening. Definitely some parents that are listening. So outside of that, you can't have that type of friend because they're male or female. What's another sign that you would empower the teens with
1: Let's to look say up for? you in a relationship and. They want you to skip school, or they want you to bring them something, or take their mom's car, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Um, and then if you don't, or you say no because you know this, you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. if you do that, they provide you with a guilt trip. Okay. Oh, I thought you loved me. Okay. Oh, I thought you know we were better than that. I would do it for you, but you know, but you're not doing it for me. Right. So those are signs of control. Okay. Those are signs of emotional abuse mm-hmm. because you're emotionally picking on what I know I can't be. I do and it's actually bad for me. Right. In order for me to do something worse for you. hmm So we bring, you know, we do role plays for those type of signs too because that's a big thing now. Teenagers want to feel accepted. Yes, they, so they do. If they want the acceptance piece, that acceptance piece come from their significant other at the time because it could be somebody next different next week. Right. And then they get the chance to feel like, okay, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. So the acceptance goes away. So they try to feel that by doing whatever it is.
0: So let me ask you this, Monica. So because times are different. They're always changing. Right. A lot of information in front of our kids today. Right. Social media is like bow right in their face. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are dating like kids. They're dating. They're even intimate. Like they're even they're sexually active. Mm -hmm. So now we've crossed some lines. So now, um, I know, just kind of help me peel this onion back a little bit. So now, I'm a teenager. um, I'm seeing this guy. um, We're sexually active. And then he hits me. Now, it's starting to get abuse. How do I identify this abuse and or how do I get out of that? I'm a teenager. I'm like 16.
1: Now, when teenagers are in school they have a large council um like a council they have counselors for each grade okay first step is definitely going to a counselor Mm -hmm. letting someone know even if it's a parent because what it is most teenagers don't know right so they have to once they know first address it with somebody so they can get that support Mm -hmm. teenagers minds go everywhere right and they're all over the place with the different emotions that they're going through already mm -hmm. so staying focus with someone who can help you mentally like a counselor or a, um, just being able to tell your teacher is one thing. They first have to address the issue. Right. That's the most important Point thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So they can get help. Yes. They can get help. They just have to speak up. So basically you can't be silent about it.
1: At all. And friends can't be silent. Mm. And I say that because most friends are like oh I don't want her to get in trouble. I don't want him to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Your friends can't be silent either. I know that's right. Because if I'm letting you slide I'm condoning this. Right. So it's like very very simple for them okay and they have to know to let that go
0: right so you're taking this message to schools or different conferences and things like that
1: yep we (laughs) do um a capstone event at the end of the month and we do throughout the month we go to different schools as they allow us to come in and talk so we go in we do the presentation we do role plays with them we allow them to get up and speak and it's amazing because Mm. we get teenagers who tell their story of Mm -hmm. abuse in front Mm -hmm. of their class when they would never have talked about it at the time we brought a young lady to t- well she was brought to tears right. because she's seen it at the house mm-hmm. and have never said anything else to anybody about it wow. so when you're speaking about it and they're hearing these trigger words it's impacting things that they've went through mm-hmm. and they cry yeah, or they release or they tell their story because they've been keeping it in for so long mm-hmm. so this is like a whirlwind, and yeah. we get teachers who call us now. Thank God, yearly. Oh, can you come back? Yeah. we would love to have you during you know, the month of February to yeah. bring awareness. And it's awesome for us because it allows us to build more platform and bring awareness. Because now teens are telling other teens. Yes, right. And they they like it. And during um, the middle of the month, it's a national day called Wear Orange for Love Day. Okay. Um, and nationally on um, I think loveisrespect.org Mm hmm. They um, tell you that you wear, um, and it's different, the day is different every year, but you wear orange to show your support for love and to help end teen teen dating domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So it's an awesome, awesome month, and we just go out and do whatever we can.
0: Is your goal for the youth, at least, because I've seen some of the training that you've done online, and they are very excited about it, very energetic, they're all in, which is Commendable on your part because with there's so many distractions, it seems like they're not even paying attention to that. They're lo- they're all into the conversation and energy that's going on into yeah. the room. Um, are you guys looking towards possibly mentoring, like getting some people that really want to do similar to what you've done, mm-hmm. but on a teenagery level to turn around and help other people? So, are you raising mentors in the in the youth program?
1: We haven't initially set aside specific mentors for the program mm-hmm. during that month we kind of just go back and forth with different teams who want to know more and that reach out to us after the different school tours okay and we do have those where we you know um, give them more information and just follow up with them about what they need you know and any Even if they just want to talk. Okay. Because now they feel like, okay, well, they know about it. So we can confide in them and they might be able to help us. And so the ones that do reach out to us after the um, school conferences, we keep in contact with and We help um, through giving them education for more awareness pieces.
0: Okay. Sounds good. It sounds good. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about domestic violence. All right? All right. Stay tuned. We'll be back. This is part two of RCR Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dosberg. My guest is Monica Thornton. We're talking about the world of domestic violence. And so we talked about how powerful beginnings got its start. How you are a survivor? Congratulations on you being a survivor. Um, I learned a lot of things through you, just being connected with you. Um, Again, we hear terms, but we really don't know what that means. We don't know um, the meaning that it has Um, And sharing testimony, being a survivor, trying to heal and move forward. There are a lot of cliche things that we say, but we don't know how much effort it takes for people to reset and restart their life. And so it's very important. I'm glad that you're here, that you're able to kind of enlighten the masses. We left talking about how we empower the teens I kind of want to go back to really women overall and men are included mm-hmm. men are more than welcome to be a part of, the, of this what you're offering so I want to talk about the empowerment piece right because I think we use the word empowerment a lot and, and I don't know if people really have an essence of what that means and I want to kind of go in like one more layer behind powerful beginnings and talk about some of the empowerment tools that you provide for the women that come to you I know in most cases right um, different, and th- this is things that I've learned in just understanding and being connected with you and being a supporter of Powerful Beginnings. Um, when, when it's time to go, when a, when a woman goes, she goes, right? Mm-hmm. She leaves everything. Yes. So then it's an opportunity to start all over again. And, and unfortunately, we may not know where to start. So having Powerful Beginnings is great because it's an outlet or an avenue that gives us the tools that we need. So as, as a woman I've left, maybe my husband or my spouse, he was the beneficiary. He's bringing in the money. I, you know, I don't know. I, maybe I don't have a skill. I don't know what to do. So you help us. You help craft resumes or help us to speak on interviews. Tell us how far you, you go with that.
1: Yes. Initially, we set up the resume piece because the resume is what's going to help you build that timeline that you can speak to right. on the interview. Okay. When you're building a resume, we have to first, you know, get your objective and we go through the just basically how can we help you assist with getting the job that you need Mm -hmm. so that you can feel comfortable and you can feel independent again right so the resume is that first piece just make sure that we help build that and then we go with also the interviewing skills okay we've set up interviewing skills for in just different smaller classes right Um, actually last year we did that that was amazing Mm. we were able to just sit them down and give you the tools that you need for the interview okay how to speak what to speak to how Mm. to not talk so much where it's overpowering the conversation, how to also just be able to, you know, stand and listen Mm -hmm. and also give great feedback and criticism. Nice. So those small pieces help with the interview and also um, what they are passionate about. Okay. Because some have not worked. I met a young lady who had never had a job because her husband was the sole care provider. Okay. So our biggest thing was finding out what made her happy, finding out what was her biggest passion and she found out it was like making jewelry okay so actually she started going down to like the local markets or local um vending events mm-hmm. and doing her jewelry nice and she actually um she sent me an email a few months ago <laughs> and she let me know that she um now goes weekly to the market and has been doing great there okay she's now about to open up her own store mm-hmm. so that was like one of the praise reports or kind of testimonials that we have that's nice. amazing and i love it because we can kind of speak to how we've helped. And we see with our process how things have worked. And those are the things that keep us going.
0: Now, do you offer, is it a, um, to this empowerment um, packaging or tools that you offer, is it like through a class or you kind of pair them up or you walk with them? How do they get access to that information? We
1: try to do community events that kind of keep um, or focus on some of the services that we offer. Right. Um, We do a monthly call Mm -hmm. so that women can call in and kind of tell their story, also just listen to other people tell their story mm-hmm. so they can get encouragement and this an empowerment piece as well mm-hmm. because most time, people don't understand when you tell your story, that's what helps the healing process yeah. um, and most women have never shared their story mm-hmm. before so when you never shared your story, you can't start healing, mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that we do with the confidence building, with the empowerment piece, with the awareness piece mm-hmm. and that's kind of wrapping up a, a lot of things up but yeah, just different events throughout the year mm-hmm. that will allow us to stay, you know, focused on our mission and vision mm-hmm. and definitely how we want to impact the community in different ways
0: what what is the one thing you typically hear um women's reasons for not sharing their testimony is it embarrassment or fear
1: a lot of it does start with not wanting to be judged so okay the embarrassment piece, yes. okay um I was this woman I had this job right I was this person no one would have ever thought that I would have allowed this in my life for mm-hmm.
0: years. Mm-hmm. I don't want
1: anybody to judge me. Right. That was me. That was, you know, you hold yourself to a certain regard. Okay. And you believe that, you know, this should have never happened to mm-hmm. you. So, of course, let's not talk about it. No, no, no. I'm not going through that. Right. No, no, no. I would never let somebody do that to me. <laughs> who, who am I? She so never. never. So, <laughs> when you do that, you're trying to suppress it okay trying to push it down so you won't believe that's what you're going through and you're still making excuses yes 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 whenever that happens um yeah it's embarrassing it is embarrassing
0: Mm -hmm. at least but i like the judgment piece i had one lady the the event we did last year when um we had it at wild pitch thank you wild pitch for letting us do it there and when they saw the poster in the window they said that's you you're doing that i said yeah and she got transparent with me and um She said to me, uh, a lot of people would have never thought that I was in a domestic violence situation because I'm a police officer. Right. So she was like, I go, I get up. I had three small children. I go, I get up. I go to work. I do my beat. I do what I got to do. I come home. I I take my pistol off and put it down and catch a right. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as I got in the door, it was some kind of beef. And he she said, I got to a point that I was fighting him back. Y- yeah, yeah, they was going for it, you know. And um, she said it was embarrassing. She would have to go to work the next day with the shades. You know, because how how is it that you're in this line of work and you're allowing this to happen? Yeah. So it, it's she said it was the embarrassment piece and, and not wanting people to judge mm-hmm. her and understanding, you know, it's it was just a very dark cycle. Um, and then she realized, you know, it's it's kind of like you get a sense of when things were going to happen. Yes. And so this one particular night, she just had a feeling something was going to happen um and so she her children were small and she just came home and did business as usual she came home she washed all their clothes um dried them ironed them and put them in laundry baskets and she said when he went to sleep she went she left barefoot in pajamas with her three kids and left right so it was it's it's when you say the word domestic violence Mm -hmm. and people have a sense that they can trust you with their story Mm They tell you the story and they want to still remain anonymous and they sow a seed. They, I'm telling they grab something yes. and put it in your hand or it's some clothes or something because they always want to help somebody else. Yes, yes, yes. Even if they're not fully out of the situation themselves, they have enough hope inside of them that somebody else won't go through what they're going through. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. So she put something in my hand and I gave it to you in the process, but it's just, every time I talk about it, somebody says, you know, I was, and I go, really? Yeah. And they go, yeah. And without judgment and they explain the story and, and then they say the closing sentences and how can I help,
1: help you? Yes. I love it. Don't you love that? Yeah.
0: So how <laughs> can I help you? So. Now that you're here in Atlanta, what does that mean for Powerful Beginnings? Are we going to partner more?
1: We are partnering <laughs> more. That is what we're doing. Every time we have a chance, yes. okay. we're partnering more. And we're definitely building those community partnerships that yes. allow us. Um Miss Anana. Yes. I want to shout out Nana Perry. Yes.
0: We love her. <laughs> we self-care. love you, lady. Yes, yes.
1: She is an amazing, amazing lady. Yes, she is. We still partner to this day. She if she calls me, I am there. I heard as that. As much as I can because she is an awesome lady. Yes, and she, she is. is all about self care, self care, self care. I'd never heard of self care <laughs> until I met this lady. And I was like, What can I do? Yeah, with
0: yeah, lady? yeah, she yeah.
1: Is, she just I just love it. I love her passion about it and I love that she can self-care comes in so many different forms. it so I'm, does I'm shouting you out all yes
0: <laughs> sister care Alliance yeah.org yes yes we are fans all day and and my goal and we're trying to figure this out um, the beauty of this is the beauty of thank you most high for real chicks rock is that it is an opportunity for women to support women right and by me having this I've been exposed to dynamic women like yourself mm-hmm. that have nonprofits that are entrepreneurs that are risk takers that are building your brand and making a difference, Um, what I'd like to see for us in 2018 is that we form this conglomerate. Like we just bubble this thing up into a tiered type program that we are able to put our resources together, still not lose identity with our individual brands, Mm -hmm. but at least once a year or whenever the opportunity presents itself, we can do something programmatically as a program to help. And touch, because I, my thing is, I think I touch one at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that uh, other organizations are able to. Yes gravitate to a bigger audience mm-hmm. um, but I still believe in the one if I touch one I've touched a thousand right so I I really want us to figure that out that's a side note we have to bring you ladies back we talk here, we rake bread and we talk about how we can do that but it's just very good so I'm excited that you're here in Atlanta um, you treat Columbus like it was around the corner you treat you treated <laughs> Columbus like you was living in Columbus and coming to Atlanta like it was like I'm in uh, College Park and I'm yeah. just going to Buckhead like you were just like here all the time. It was
1: only for you. Yeah, is that what it was? Everybody get that treatment. Is that right? When you called me. I was on the way. He was like, "Oh, you living on it?" No, I'm coming. I-, <laughs> I was like, "She's like here all the time." Let's see, Michelle said we need to come. Is that
0: what it is? <laughs> I'm spoiled. You guys spoil me. Um, I love it. I love it. So, um, the thing is, I want to, I want people to really understand. How can they get? Is, it, is there a process that you vet people through before they work with you in, in Powerful Beginnings? Or, I mean, because I know it's a lot of there's a lot of demand and there's only so much that you can do. So, is there a process to screen or or no?
1: Every volunteer I've ever had, every person who's ever said they wanted to help us, we have a face to face interview. Okay, we meet. I over coffee. I invite them out for coffee, or I say, hey, you know, um, let's go sit down for a bite to eat, and we just talk. Mm-hmm. I listen. I talk and i let them talk and i listen and i have to feel that passion right for them for people for women before we can move forward okay um i've only did maybe like one or two um volunteer mm-hmm. um, signups okay uh, but that's for me that was informal mm-hmm. you come sit down and you sign some papers saying you do this and that and then you leave and i mean i might hear from you again i might not mm-hmm. but if you're you want to help women like i want to help women mm. and that's your passion we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about women okay we're going to talk about your story. we're going to talk okay. about you know how transparent are you willing to be with the people that we're going to take on that's going to be broken that's mm-hmm. going to be hurt that's mm-hmm. going to need you to hug them from time to time mm-hmm. and wrap your arms around and say that everything's going to be okay you don't you know don't kill yourself i mean because you deal with this diff- all yeah contacts. yeah so we, yeah, it, yes, there is a process. Okay, Meet Monica.
0: <laughs> okay, the president, CEO, and founder. Um, do they have to be a survivor in order to be a part of your team? No. Okay. Because
1: everybody um, doesn't have to go through abuse to have seen abuse. Okay. And if maybe you experienced in your home, maybe you seen your mom go through it. Okay. You go through that by allowing them to tell their story. Okay. Because kids can be victims of domestic violence too. They may not have been hit, but they're seen, seen it yeah, they, they witnessed it, it. Yeah. they
0: witnessed it so okay. you
1: know we don't deal with everybody who is just a survivor we deal with people who've seen it and they have to they need that encouragement too
0: okay mm-hmm. your team how big is your team now
1: we are three people still <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> 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 Three people doing the most. Yes. Doing everything.
1: And people who love on us and help us. Yes. And we accept it, accept it, accept it. It it, it
0: is hard. I mean, um, because you do a lot and it it is a certain type of genesis quoi if you will mm-hmm. to kind of deal with this because it's a lot of emotional it's a lot of emotion yes um yes, yes. dealing and and wanting to be strong and solid to help another person that's coming to you and you want to be able to get them the right tools that they need um while you're here now that you're here in Atlanta are you finding um Atlanta is just as controversial with domestic violence as it is in Columbus or is it about the same
1: it's about the same okay um and that's just because people some people are very you know passionate about it and want to bring awareness and help bring awareness right and some people just like still hey you know sleeping up under the rug okay um but there are some great organizations here okay who are awesome and they work together yes they like if you know them oh let me introduce you to such and such mm-hmm. the same thing i do mm-hmm. and i'm like
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: hold on <laughs> this is not even real yeah yeah but, yeah it's more great organizations and great women who have loved on Powerful Beginnings such as just.
0: yay that. we do what we can yeah.
1: <laughs> Um just just after meeting so mm-hmm. you know it's been awesome and I, I love the you know empowerment piece there
0: now the one thing I noticed about because I I was um Glad that I was able to participate in your domestic violence gala, and yes. we're going to talk about that. One thing about Prof- powerful beginnings is it's very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're women of color, you and I, yes. um, you guys embrace all women. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Okay. So you get you're getting supporters from women of color, non color, ev- everything. Because again, the bottom line is wanting to help someone else, right? right? And that's a, that's the vibration you're getting in Columbus today. Mm-hmm. You are getting people that want to come and help. You and you also have help from legislation and things like that, right?
1: Yes, we do. We have um, a few different partnerships with people, and which is called the um, Scogia County um, School District, and also yes. in the Government Center, right? That um, are, they're on what is called the Domestic Violence Roundtable of Columbus, Georgia, right? Which is a form of um, government in Columbus that allows. They help other organizations. Mm -hmm. So they help people, but they also help organizations and support them for whatever they need, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm understanding that, you know, um, it's always good to have a cause, but if you can have some law Mm -hmm. behind Mm -hmm. it, that's going to be a great thing. So you reached out to me because you love me. Yes. Thank you. I love you, too. And you told me about this this breakfast, this brunch that I needed to attend yesterday in Columbus. And it was about uh, Marcy's Law in Georgia. I had no idea what that was. And so when I went, it was very informative. It was very diverse in the room. There was legislators in the room. It was a senator. It was people from different walks of life in there. So it was really good. The person that facilitated the conversation was really good as well, and just being very transparent. What I took away from that is that oftentimes, I mean, there's just so many layers to this to this thing called domestic violence, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's identifying that you're being abused, understanding that you have a way or making a way to get out of that, then rebuilding your life. And while you're doing that, unfortunately, sometimes the the um, the offender, the person that was bothering you in the first place or beating you up or causing the violence hasn't let go. So even though you're moving on, they're still holding on. There might be some stalking. There may be showing up in some places that you didn't think they were going to show up, Right. right? So now we have this Marcy's Law that at least puts in place, we're hoping to put in place, that it would notify survivors or people, Mm -hmm. victims, that their accuser is out, out on bond, out on bail, out of jail, whatever the case may be, because a lot of the stories that were shared in the room yesterday was basically I'm on my way, I'm trying, I'm still emotionally dealing with this, and I'm thinking... This person is locked up. They're not going to bother me. Yeah. And I'm in my job and they show up in my job. They show up, at, they show up, they show up and I'm not emotionally strong to deal with mm-hmm. that. And then the abuse can sometimes happen again. And then you go through the cycle again. Right. So it's unfortunately that, yes, we want to follow the process, right? We want to, we want to have yeah. this person we want to get a case, have them arrested, do all this, go to court, but sometimes we're so emotionally fragile. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're, it's, it's just a lot, of course. right? Physically and everything else that's been going on that we don't necessarily always have the strength to be able to go through that on our own. So if we have the support through the courts, mm-hmm. right, just the notification, right, um, of letting us know that and giving us an opportunity to have a voice in that as well, yeah. right, is, is what it is, right? What, what's your viewpoint on that?
1: Um, for women, when they been through the process of domestic violence and now their accuser is behind bars and they've restarted their lives over Mm -hmm. again you cannot allow them to get off that course okay because as we know, it takes a lot just to rebuild from ground zero from leaving a domestic violence relationship. Yes, yes. So, um, allow them to know. I think it gives them a little bit more power. It, gives, right. it puts the power back into the okay. survivor or the victim's hand mm-hmm. and allows them to make the decision whether or not they want to stay in, you know, or in their if they're strong enough to stay in that right. same city, or either give them an option to leave. Right. Or, you know, at least find safety and make sure they're safe because now they have kids. Mm-hmm. Now they, you know, they have made a life of themselves. The yeah. kids are living normal lives. Right. Don't interrupt that. Right. So, all of the court will have to do, and I completely agree with this, you know, the push passing on this law. Right. Help the victim, put the power back into the victim's mm-hmm. hand, allow them to make the decision, you know, or just have the power to either. Keep continue living the life and not have to worry or look over their shoulder left to right anymore because mm-hmm. they don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. putting the power back in the victim's hand, I think that's a huge,
0: huge thing. Yeah. Do you think um, there's still power in marches? Do you think that we need to mobilize um, for this law or anything else under the domestic violence umbrella? Do you think that that's going to raise some form of awareness? I'm just I think asking. It does. Okay. I think
1: it does because it um, allows women. Okay. And it allows victims whether who they are to still believe in something okay i'm not saying that it's you know horrible but the justice system is not always the you know Mm. the best in certain cities Mm -hmm. for victims of domestic violence Mm -hmm. it doesn't protect them yeah um it takes time to get restraining orders Mm -hmm. it takes time to get tpos um Mm. you know temporary protective orders. okay so when you've allowed the victim you're helping them you're helping with their healing process you're helping with their journey so why not continue the process passing this is not hurting anybody it's helping yes and it's helping bring more awareness and also show your support in the community show the you know governments you know and legislators and senators well their support as well Mm -hmm. so
0: i think one people would want to know um because you're a survivor where did you find your strength where do you find even daily where does your strength come from to keep going
1: I want to help other women okay my biggest thing was once I made well once I was okay and started my healing I wanted to make sure that nobody else went through that right I mean I can't, can't prevent it from the world but right. whatever I can do to help that awareness piece I want to help mm-hmm. and also if they have and they made a decision to leave how can we help you mm-hmm. I want to show that you know you can I want to show women that you can rebuild you can be independent again and mm-hmm. it takes just you believing in yourself mm-hmm. you know even after you've been through the ringer, mm-hmm.
0: so to say. Mm-hmm. The response that you've gotten um, in Columbus has been overwhelming. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, you were awarded a day. Like, yes. don't you have a powerful beginnings day? <laughs> <We do. laughs> when is that day?
1: It's October 29th.
0: <laughs> the mayor's, uh, somebody from the mayor's office yeah. comes and gives you
1: a proclamation
0: okay like who gets that like only you you got that that's awesome because of the work that you've done correct and then you're feeding people you you do everything down there in columbus we
1: We try to um just like i said stay in the community yes because i've heard so many organizations that start And I mean, whether it's just you know funding or whatever, they have to end, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to lose that traction. We don't want to lose and just feel like the work we've done goes in vain. Mm -hmm. And there's times, like I was just telling um, my friend, I just told him, I was like, you know, I just feel like giving up sometimes. Yeah. And
0: Mm -mm. you can't. You can't. You cannot. He's
1: like, uh, -uh, you can't do that. Yeah.
0: And from (laughs) this day forward, you can't even speak it. No. Because you can't be double-minded about it. Exactly. You have to push through. You have to push through. Mm -hmm. Because it's that one that needs you. Yeah. It's a lot that needs you, but it's the one. So I know it gets, it gets frustrating because of work, right? Because it takes work. It's, Mm -hmm. you have, you, Mm -hmm. you have great ideas. You, Monique Thornton, have great ideas. And it's a matter of taking those ideas and formulating them and executing them in a plan that may kind of be like, I don't, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? You know, (laughs) so it, it gets a little bit overwhelming, but you can't stop now because you're doing legacy type work. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Right. That's going to spread. Do you, you, do you want it to spread into Atlanta? Do you want to blend with other organizations here? Because we seem to, we're the metropolis, right? In the South. And Mm -hmm. so we, have all of these things already in place and so do you want to kind of marry with some of the other organizations here for domestic violence? I do.
1: I want to build something and build a partnership with them so that when we have scenarios where maybe I can't do something Mm -hmm. but they can, I want them to be able to call me and I can call them. Mm-hmm. And you know, it takes a lot because sometimes we don't have all the tools. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have it all. So I have I would be love to be able to call on another organization and say, hey, you guys I got this issue. Can how can I help you? Yes. Me? Or how can you guys help right. me? And vice versa. Right. And that's just I love that. Right. That my biggest thing is always being able to call on each other because we can't help every single one. Yeah. Powerful beginners can't help every single right. one. Right. So I need the support and the help of other organizations. Other women to do it. Yeah. So
0: just a strong network. Just yeah. a network of people who filled with resources that yes. can be shared. Correct across mm-hmm. uh, uh, with it with everybody. I want to talk about this um, domestic violence gala.
1: Yes,
0: it's the second annual, second isn't it? Annual, I yeah. was at the first one. it Was yeah. nice. It Thank was you. actually very beautiful and very well done. Thank you. Tell the people about it. Tell the people about it.
1: Well, we are having our yearly Purple, purple Promise wait, Domestic Wait, policy.
0: somebody wants to call. Uh,
1: Caller is that? Is somebody
0: calling? Real Chick sock presents Real Discussions. Who's on the line? Hello. Hi. You're on the line. Hey, You're on the hey, air. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just wanted to. My name is Mika Nicole. I just wanted to call in and say I think you guys are doing a great job.
1: Thank and you. And I
0: love the fact that you have that focus on domestic violence and helping other women. And I would love to collaborate um, with you as a source in Atlanta.
1: Thank you. Hey. Hello. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So. Please take my information down. I'm the Mika Nicole Show and everything, and I would love to collaborate. I'm also um, a victim of domestic violence for 10 years, so wow. and I'm a survivor. Yes. So I definitely, this is something that really touches my heart and hits home for me. Thank so you. So please connect with me. It's the Mika Nicole Show on all social medias, okay?
1: I will reach out to you, and you'll be hearing from me shortly.
0: All right, so now tell us about the gala.
1: So a little bit about the gala. The Purple Promises Domestic Violence Gala was. Um, this is the second year Mm -hmm. we take it as a chance to celebrate celebrate survivors Mm -hmm. i always think about it when people say okay so why why are you doing it because we're celebrating their journey we're celebrating what they went through and also we're bringing awareness to the community okay anytime we can do that in the form of getting dressed up and getting glamorous i love it (laughs) so this is that um that um event Well, we bring out um, 10 women. Mm -hmm. Last year was 12. This year is 10. Okay. And we honor them with a night of celebration. We honor them by just allowing them to be awarded and celebrated um, through um, speaking on their time. We hear everybody's story. Mm -hmm. Each person sends in their story so that we can know what they're going through. And it doesn't necessarily have to be survivors. We celebrate and honor the victim's family members. Right. Okay. So if they lost their family member to domestic violence Mm -hmm. we honor them whether it's their mom and their sister or their children Mm and we just say thank you and we say thank you because after that you have to be strong they have to be strong too yes so we just honor them and it's just a night of you know celebration it is women we have men we have um distinguished people in the community we have Mm -hmm. people with larger organizations Mm -hmm. come out and just be able to show their support Mm -hmm. and bring awareness and it's awesome it's beautiful it's awesome it's like a sea of purple you come out and you get glammed and you you just have a great time for the evening it's
0: awesome it it was wonderful um you do tend to fight back the tears not because it's but because they're still with us, right? The survivors are here and they're strong Mm -hmm. in what they've come through. And then again, it's always that period that they just want to help somebody else yes. and they'll tell you I don't have myself all the way together but I know I'm at a place that I have enough I've yes. experienced enough that I can turn around and help at least somebody else Correct. not go through it exactly. and that's really it's really a beautiful thing because you're right everybody looks gorgeous mm-hmm. it's a really a nice night it's entertaining the food is good the music is good and it's just a wonderful program I am honored this year why am I honored Monica? Because this year
1: you are in this program this, year. <laughs> this is my beautiful MC Yes. <laughs> yes thank you
0: thank you i'm very excited yes. about it i am i'm am i'm very excited about it i'm honored um because i thought the last year was really great and so to be able to host this night with you yeah, is just, gonna be just a ceremony be, oh my gosh it's gonna be really good so hmm, would you be open to doing the gala twice in two cities uh-oh by all means <laughs> i'm just putting it out there yeah, by
1: all means no no problems no problems at all i just i got a great team and great supporters so we you should, make yeah. it happen i promise we'll, we'll feel like we're pulling our hair out but we'll
0: do it uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna talk more about powerful beginnings and the world into domestic violence we'll be back awesome and we are back this is part three of rcr presents real discussions um thank you guys for the likes and the shares i pro- i know i'm gonna i'm gonna do better because i don't look I have no technology on the desk today because I just wanted to talk to Monica. I'm gonna do better and respond and think I do it right after the show I do I promise I do but during the show I just want to be like present I just want to be like all in and so I don't social media can be a distraction to me so I apologize I'm gonna do better as a talk show personality you need to walk and chew bubblegum at the same time right <laughs> so I'm gonna work on those skills thank you for being patient with me today's topic is in the world of domestic violence I'm talking to the lovely and beautiful Monica Thornton, founder and CEO and president of Powerful Beginnings, based and raised in Columbus, Georgia. Now she's here in Atlanta looking to align and do some things here with the existing organizations and, and companies that are in place in regards to domestic violence. Um, while we were in the green room state or taking the break, we were just talking as we do. And, and one thing I want to publicly say is that you're phenomenal in the sense that you do so much and you make it look so easy. Um, not to Um, expose personal information but you do have a job Um, and you have a family and you have other things that warrant your attention just as much as your love and your passion for helping survivors and helping those who are wanting to become survivors um, and make that transition so you have a lot of things in the air that you do and you make it look you do it seamlessly and for that I want to Thank you. I want to congratulate you on how you do that. Um, one thing that you are very passionate about is relationships, positive relationships, positive reinforcements. Um, for you to be in existence for two and a half years, you've done a tremendous amount of work. You have a lot, a huge body of work already, um, and it's continuing to grow. I know you speak. People have asked you to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Facebook Live, because we get to see sometimes when you're out Talking to women of all ages all demographics giving them the tools that they need so I commend you on that do you feel a book inside of you to align with your speaking and that type of stuff
1: I get asked that question a lot mm. uh, and because people when they hear a story of survival they want yes. to hear it they want to hear it all right from you know the beginning to end yes um, and I do um, but I do think I'm still in my journey okay so while I'm still in my journey I think I'm gathering the research needed to okay okay so we're 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 gonna speak it yeah okay but we're still gathering research
0: (laughs) yeah i mean well we don't want it when you transition out to the heavens we want it now because um you know your life is your journey and it's going to change so maybe maybe you have a book that that times um stamps a particular phase in your life or a particular road uh street that you were on in your life and because now there's going to be other different things because there's empowerment books inside of you Mm -hmm. there is um how to manage entrepreneurial you know to manage a a non-profit a lot of us don't know how to do that you know um how do you start the process and that type of thing and how do you maintain it there's a whole whole nother world in there so you have a wealth of information that people want to get access to now don't be stingy on the wealth (laughs) You can't... When you check out of here, you got to be empty. Every gift that he gave, you got to get rid of it. So, no, I know you're giving it out. I'm not saying you're not giving it, but you're going to... You Just be prepared for acceleration that you know it's going to come out more because you're going to be placed in different settings that it's going to be expected that you're able to give information. And you want to. You want to. So for that, I I congratulate you on that. Thank you. Can you share anything? What's next for Powerful Beginnings? We have the gala in October. Is there anything else that's going on that can be shared? I'm not going to look. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna look. Is there anything at all? Anything coming? Nothing at all? Just things in the works? We'll just, just leave it. We'll
1: leave things it at that. Things in the works.
0: She's so excited. Yeah, I am. But it's it's partnerships. It's sponsorships. It's people aligning with you, believing in powerful beginnings, mm-hmm. wanting to help and help that your organization go to the next level. Yes, it's coming, and it's, you will hear of it soon. It's coming, isn't yeah. it? She can't yeah. stop smiling. <laughs> It's a good one. It's really good. It is good. It's awesome, and I'm going to say this because I always say, you know, I I, I want to be, I want to help, so whatever I
1: can do, yeah. you will be one. Of okay, the first
0: to know. I appreciate that. So I wanna I want to know what we can do. How can people um, get in contact with you? Because I know people are listening. They may have someone that needs your help or needs some kind of help from powerful beginnings. So how can they? best get in contact with your organization
1: our contact information is our um, number is Mm -hmm. Mm 706-763-9505 that's to reach someone to get in touch with and let us know what you need as far as services are concerned Mm -hmm. we are also by email powerful underscore beginnings Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. yahoo.com and we are also on social media Yes. Pretty much all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, powerful beginnings on Facebook, powerful underscore beginnings on IG. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on um, Periscope as well as powerful Be- beginnings mm-hmm. and okay. our, um, websites, www.powerfulbeginnings.org.
0: Okay, great. One thing we didn't talk about, we did it uh, early on in the conversation, but I want us to circle back again because that's a, that's an actionable item they can take with them. Talk about the conference call that you have oh. every month.
1: We have, we host a monthly conference call. It's just the Purple Promises Domestic Violence Conference. Call, mm-hmm. and we have a different speaker monthly it is something you will have to register for it's not just something you can hop on because we like for it to be intimate okay we like everybody to feel as if they can share and speak um, okay as transparent as possible. okay so it is monthly at the end the last Sunday of every single month at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you do is either call us or text us or email us and let us know that you want the login information mm-hmm and we just allow women to speak allow women to empower mm-hmm. we allow women to come out and share and heal mm-hmm. um, we had a speaker last month who her she actually wanted to speak because she wanted to heal mm-hmm. and she needed to speak and tell others about it and literally after the call she's been raving about it she wow. said I want to speak more I want yes. to talk more I want to tell people yes. my story so it was an amazing transition and healing for her mm-hmm. um, but the call allows us to reach out to other women reach women that we can't see face to face and that don't want to be seen face to face and allow them to have a listening ear mm-hmm. and allow them to be heard as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who's your speaker this month?
1: Miss Tamiko, mm-hmm. yeah, Ms. Tamiko Lowry Pew of the mm-hmm. Still Standing Foundation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I met uh, uh, Tamiko yesterday at the Murphy's Law Conversation in a Conference in Columbus. She's a very um, powerful, dynamic person. She has one, a wonderful. She has an amazing testimony. Amazing, yes, her story yes. is amazing. Um, the resilience that she has, and I'm gonna just say that she's still standing and she's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you would want to uh, look into and just kind of see mm-hmm. her story. She's here, based in Atlanta. I am going to have her here on the show. Yes, yeah, we're gonna talk and we're gonna talk about legislation and laws and things that protect victims and yes. and, and her journey and everything that came along with it. Because I think again, we are powerful, but I think mm-hmm. we need the law to help um, give Always. us more power. Mm-hmm. Um, and know and be within our rights because a lot of times we don't even know our rights and what it seems though it seems like um, the people that are bothering us that are causing us harm um, endangering our lives have more rights than us as victims right and so we want to change the table and and turn that around a bit Um, today was really good in the sense that we were able to share. Again, I always appreciate your transparency. I learn every time I talk to you um, that there's healing in talking about it, um, but there's limitations to how much we want to go back into our story, right? So there's enough that we can share just to let people know I'm a survivor and that I'm I'm able to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Powerful Beginnings is an organization that is here to help everyone. Um, So if you need some help, you know, reach out to Monica. Reach out to Powerful Beginnings. Um, is it at yahoo.com? At Could Yahoo. they email? Mm-hmm. So they can email you if they don't remember the phone numbers. Feel free to.